1: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash loss. That's plushcare.com slash loss.
3: Hello, and welcome to Blizzard Watch, the podcast where we, like the eye of Sauron, stare fixedly at Blizzard, forever watching everything they do. Not that we're creepy or anything. Well, except Mitch. And speaking of Mitch, <laughs> with us this week are two co-hosts, one of whom is magnificent, one of whom is Mitch. First up, Mitch. Hello. Hey, good try.
4: Thanks. You, you, kinda uh, let, me down.
3: you let me down on being creepy, man.
4: Well, I mean, I I didn't want to be too creepy and then, like, have it hang over the show for the whole time, so I just opted for yeah. kind of creepy.
3: Fine, Mitch is a shambling corpse. How you been up to this week, Mitch?
4: Um, good, playing final fantasy actually which is not a blizzard game but enjoying that
3: the cup of noodles quest is bad as i'm hearing
4: i i haven't done that yet i did see a sign for cup of noodles and i was like that's interesting and then i noticed coleman like camping gear and so now i have a quest to look forward to specifically
3: isn't this set in an entirely different world
4: yes it is
3: <laughs> like, like a, yet they have coleman products they coleman do. transcends universes
4: yep um but you know other than the weird product placement i've been having fun with that because i haven't played a final fantasy game since 10 uh, or really played a console system like other than Wii since ps2 and xbox original uh so it's been a lot of fun
3: all right, cool. Also with us this week, uh, she does practically everything around here, including recording the show. Seriously, sometimes I feel like Anne is my house, writing my articles for me. Anne Stickney, what have you been up to this weekend? I am in your house.
4: Uh, trust me you're that's, not cause that's it's negative like about as creep like creepier than what i said man
3: <laughs> it's negative 22 degrees out here i don't think you showed up
0: yeah no it, it was like 21 degrees this morning and the heat decided well the boiler the downstairs boiler we have like a radiant heat i think is what it calls it when you've got the copper pipes and it pumps the hot water through the pipes and that like yeah like heats the house. yes um for whatever reason the boiler decided it just Really didn't want to work all that hard this morning, so when I woke up, it was 21 degrees outside, and I think it was, like, about maybe 40 in the house. (laughs) It was very cold. It was very cold. So, um, yeah, I don't want to be where you're at, because that's colder than it was here, and it was really cold here. (laughs) Yeah, like,
3: I'm at the point where I have to, like, you know, wear multiple layers just to, like, go out to the store. And like I took a picture of myself for the 20, 2006 versus two thousand sixteen hashtag thing, and one of the pictures is me smiling back in two thousand six. The other one is me completely covered up in like head to toe winter gear, so I, I look like you know. If you've seen the, the the original, not the original, but the original remake of the thing, I look like McCready from the thing.
0: Oh, there you go. Okay.
4: I, I didn't realize that's why people were doing that. I didn't go, know it hashtag thing.
0: Going back to the uh, cup noodle thing, I actually saw a video of the quest. Oh, what God. is it
3: as bad as I'm hearing?
0: Oh, yes. but <laughs> But it's so bad that in a way it's almost kind of good because the voice actors are playing it. The way the voice actors do the lines, it sounds like they're being very serious but they are also very we're aware of just how ridiculous this is so it's like that kind of serious if you know what i'm talking about oh, I, I think i understand it's sort of like overacting just a little bit so it's just yeah it's very out of place and so there's coleman ads along with yeah, the cup noodles.
4: So, so like
0: is this just a thing that happened in the game like they just decided to do in-game advertising
4: I guess so. But, like, uh, so you can stay at inns or, like, campgrounds or whatever. Right. Um, and that's how you kind of rest up and get XP. But you can also, like, if there's none nearby and you don't want to leave where you are, there's just spots on the map where you can camp out for the night. Like, right. Like, you set up your own camp. Um, and I think there's also fishing spots. And in... Yes, I think back in those, Final
0: Fantasy three, we called that using a tent.
4: Yes, it's... Yeah, that's what you do. Um, but And I think it also is in fishing spots. But there's, like, you know, those... Un- foldable chairs, and you open them up, and there's just the Coleman logo on the back.
0: Camp stools or whatever, yeah. camp chairs. Uh,
4: okay. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but there's. So is Coleman there stuff more there.
0: than that, and the cup I th- noodles?
4: I think there's. Uh, I don't know actually. The
3: car was wasn't the car specially made
0: by some company something too? Pro- probably. I'm just so weirded out right now because I'm remembering like all of these really old Final Fantasy games. Like three, I have three on my iPad, so I can play it. Couldn't do product placement in 3 if you wanted to, because
3: nothing has got any... (laughs) Yeah,
0: right? I'm, like, trying to imagine anyone doing product placement in those old games, or, like, the old Nintendo games. Like, you know, you're tooling around on Mario, like, Super Mario World, and you, like, go down a pipe, and then all of a sudden, there's, like, ads for Drano. (laughs) I don't...
3: What gets me about this is like I'm imagining like if this becomes like, to a certain degree, this is already industry standard. Like for instance, a lot of the Call of Duty type clones, the Battlefields and so forth, that kind of do that kind of thing. Right. Usually, usually with guns. Like the, they'll actually have guns from companies and so forth. I'm just imagining if World of Warcraft that's starts- not
0: disturbing at all. Or, well, yeah, do I'm you
3: Imagine like World of Warcraft starts doing it where like you know your character starts a basic campfire and he actually pulls out a Zippo lighter or. <laughs> do
4: you, you know? Do you remember it was a big issue a while back because I think. When Titan was still in development, right. there was something about Blizzard looking for advertising partners, like for in-game advertising, and people were like, "Oh my God, is Titan going to have like billboards with Coke?" Well, see, they could
0: do that with Overwatch if they wanted to, because technically yeah. that's Earth; it's just future Earth. But you know, yeah. um, but if they was, wanted to, they big could deal do, back that. Then,
3: I remember. They do that. Have an optic crisis and a smile with Coke.
0: Yeah, will they do that? <laughs> I don't think that they will do that,
3: but. I'm just like, the thing is with Overwatch, you could do stuff like you could have the arcade games that they have. Most of them are like joke
0: arcade games, but you could put like a real arcade thing in there if you wanted to. Well, but I that's don't think just... you want to advertise another video game, but you could put like, you know, cola around, like, like different soft drink. Pl- like you could put that on the vending machines or yeah. like, I mean, I guess you could probably put cup noodles in Overwatch somewhere if you wanted to. Cup
3: Why noodles were... is Cup noodles is just taking over gaming. It will be in everything this year. <laughs> the, payloads
0: the, the, the doom sad just thing a, is just a cup noodle
4: thing. I I want cup noodle now.
0: I know we do, right? <laughs> <laughs>
4: it's it's
3: working. We are the helpless pawns. It's well terrible. I have to I have to drink out of this Coleman thermos I have here, but after I do that we can move No, don't I don't know. <laughs> But, uh, all right, this week we've got some news stories of various things. I think since we just talked about Overwatch, I'll mention that one first. Sure. Last last week uh, at the Game Awards, Overwatch won Game of the
0: Year. It won Which... Game of the Year, and it won a bunch of other awards, too. I think there was a Game Development um, for Overwatch, and then... I can't remember. There was a bunch. It won, it won like, three or four different awards, I think. Okay. And one of them was a... Uh, if I remember correctly, one of them was... Um, Wow. Okay, my computer. Is, I I just got distracted by my computer.
4: <laughs> I'm looking it up.
0: Yeah, I got distracted by my computer because I was looking up the awards and things, and I went to like our website to go ahead and bring up the thing that I wrote, or that you wrote. Did you write it? Yeah, you wrote it.
4: Uh, best esports, best multiplayer game of the year, and best direction.
0: Game direction. Yeah, it was game direction, multiplayer, and then esports game of the year. That was a fan chosen award.
4: Uh, oh, I didn't know that, but okay.
0: Yeah. So that was actually like
4: pretty cool. It was also nominated for more than the ones that won.
0: Um, yeah, it, I think it was nominated for a few more. Basically, what
3: we're saying is that this is essentially the year of Overwatch. Since it came out, since it was even announced, uh, the buzz about it has been huge. Since it came out, it's, I think it, they, they blew past 20 million users like in the first couple of months. Uh, it's, yeah, it's ridiculously it's... huge. Um, Overwatch is going to be, you're going to be hearing about Overwatch for years to come. It is going to be one of their biggest games. It's going to be one of their biggest franchises. If this didn't cement that for you, it's only because it was already cemented for you. Uh, And what's really funny is I say this as a dude who does not play Overwatch because I get hugely motion sick when I play it. But I love watching it. Like, I I just wrote a breakfast topic about this. I I will watch people play Overwatch all freaking day. I might buy the game at some point just so I can do...
0: do spectator mode or watch my wife play. what's super weird is that like most of the i don't play first person shooters because they make me a little bit kind of queasy and overwatch is the first one that i played that hasn't done that huh i don't know why
3: i don't know why here's the thing for me i mean i know that overwatch does it because i tried like i got the beta and played it and then i even considered like buying it um the problem i have with it is very simple my right eye is gone like it's it can barely see like it's all cloudy. My during Overwatch, what happens is my right eye tries to track things, and then I'm done because my brain is like, "What the heck is that?" And it's just all over. But see, if, I mean that when I'm not playing, know. I don't do that. Because when I'm playing, I'm trying to watch everything. You know what I mean? Like when you're playing a game like that, you're trying to watch everything, trying to make sure you don't get sniped. You want to see what's going on. Uh, you want to figure out how the heck to actually use those stupid biotic grenades because I keep dropping them in the wrong place. And but if just, you're
0: just watching a video or watching yeah. a stream, you don't have to. Plus, I get yeah.
3: to hear people like you know freak out like whoever like one of the ones I love to watch. It's got these these three these three English people who just they lose their minds when ultimates come up, <laughs> and it's it is the the funniest thing ever to hear go oh yeah, yeah and It goes nuts as he's using McCree's ultimate. Apparently, everybody likes Faro. I'm not sure why. Huh. Good Apparently, question. her ultimate's
0: really good. I don't know. But yeah, game of the year. Honestly, um, I think it was
3: pretty well deserved. It's it beat Titanfall two, which is a game I've been really yeah. Interested in. Um it was actually a pretty strong s- slate of of games to beat. They beat um I oh I want to say Limbo but it's not Limbo, it's the sequel to Limbo, Inside? Inside, thank you. Yeah. Uh, they beat by Playdead, um they beat uh Titanfall 2. There was one other game they beat that I can't remember, um but it's but it's pretty famous. So yeah, they they Doom? Yes, it was Doom, the new Doom, which apparently is really great. Lots of people Yeah, have
4: to, it's, it was it's Doom a lot of fun.
0: Uh, and then I think Uncharted 4 was on that list too. Yeah, yeah,
4: 2016 has been a great year for games. And Absolutely.
3: But yeah, it, it it was pretty amazing. Uh, I think what's really funny is the other games are games that have story modes. Like, well, you know, obviously inside is that is a story mode. It doesn't have a multiplayer. There's no multiplayer. Let's escape from the horror.
4: Yeah, Although, it's, you know. it, it's funny that Overwatch beat Titanfall 2 because Titanfall, like the original one, a big complaint about it was that it didn't have a story mode. Now Titanfall 2 does have a story mode. Overwatch doesn't. So and Overwatch.
3: Yeah, Overwatch. Yeah. But I think the thing is is that Overwatch is very much built around its multiplayer in a much more organic way than Titanfall was. Yeah. In a much yeah. more distinctive way, like you you really do you can go in with your friends and you really feel like you're making choices and doing things whereas Titanfall Titanfall 2 is in my mind is one of the games I really do want to play. So I'm not I'm not giving um, Overwatch the praise just because I, I honestly feel like you know they've done something that makes people stand up and pay attention yeah.
0: uh, i don't know overwatch just in my mind it's it's lighthearted and fun you you get to get together with your friends and and beat the snot out of other people or each other and it's just it's fun it's goofy and it's fun and it doesn't take yeah. itself too seriously and well yeah i really watched,
3: like it having watched the halloween brawl in particular,
0: oh yeah. I watched,
3: I've watched like a lot of of episodes of that, and uh, I was watching it when people were like trying to stop things from get to the gate, and uh, I I don't know how to explain that. I've never seen a, a game like this. Like when I played, when, when I saw people playing Team Fortress Two, or when I tried playing it myself, it was always very grim, like you know, very much focused on the objective. I've watched people playing Overwatch completely forget the objective, and not in because well, yeah, it's way.
0: just like I said, it's like this. It it doesn't take itself too seriously, and it's just it's really lighthearted and fun. I don't know. Or raids.
3: Raids put a video up last night of a dude playing Lucio.
1: Yeah. And oh that, yeah, that
3: guy <laughs> is having more fun playing Lucio than like I, than my puppy has. With, like, these <laughs> I
4: I thought it was really funny the other night. I know it's taken a while on this, but I I picked up Overwatch for console because it was like super discounted, and uh, my brothers who have it's watched the Black me, Friday thing. Yeah, it was okay. like thirty-five bucks, I think. For Origins. Oh, nice. Um, Yeah. But, like, my brothers who have watched me play on PC have never actually played it. Um, So they gave it a try on console. And the one brother played as Mercy. And I thought it was hilarious because he was actually doing a pretty good job. But he would get so frustrated when people would run out of range of his heals. And I was like, welcome to the life of a healer. No one pays attention to line of sight. And it was just, it it was this beautiful moment where... I could tell he finally, you know, understood a bit of pain that he was going through. Suddenly
0: you understand my world. Yes. There since you since go. you've
3: since you've done that as a nice segue, I think we'll mention the next thing I was going we have for news. Um the Heroes PTR's got Ragnaros on it right now, yes? Yep. Yeah. Just came out yesterday. It's, you play the game a reasonable amount, I'm I'm told. Yeah. And yeah. So you should talk about Ragnaros. Because I understand one thing about Ragnaros, that you can use him in his molten core ability to take over a fort.
4: Yes. Um and he so he has a couple of different abilities. One, basically, he instantly attacks, and it heals, and it does damage kind of in an arc. Um, this is not his fork mode. Uh, then he has one where he rolls... It's kind of like Cho'Gall's, where he rolls a ball or molten rock or something. Um, and then the other one, he puts... Uh, it's like living bomb or something on himself or an ally, which increases movement speed, and when it ex- expires... It does an explosion. Um, so he's, I mean, he's pretty strong overall. Like he's tanky on his own. His big deal though is molten core, which is where he takes over a fort. Which I, w- I, I'm still confused on the wording on names like forts, towers, and stuff like that. They are the big ones, either like the the big keeps that you want to take down. So the, the two that kind of um, are on the sides of the gates, you can't control those. Just the big keeps. But he takes it over for. Not
0: as long as I thought. Um, it's not indefinite?
4: No, it's not indefinite. It's okay. until he runs out of health. But, he, like, he loses health on his own, and he loses his own health somewhat quickly. But if he's being attacked, he'll lose it even faster. But he does a huge arcing swing, like a 180-degree swing that is just ginormous range and does a ton of damage. Um, he does the ball-rolly thing, except it it rains, like, meteors down instead of rolling the ball, essentially um and you're saying when he takes over
3: a fort he basically turns into rag from firelands he
4: he does he's like
0: a raid boss he becomes a raid boss
4: and he has like he has a big range on his like outside of his arcing swing he has a big range on his other abilities so it's not like you defend a fort and you can't attack someone who's attacking your lane um you can do stuff up close and from far away and it's he's a blast like no no pun intended i guess um He also has an ultimate where he can send fire waves down an entire lane and you can upgrade it to do two charges. So you can it it instantly kills minions and does a ton of damage to heroes. So you can just send fire waves down a lane. It's kind of like the little rag pet battle ability, actually. And then I I forget what his other ultimate is, Um, but he's he's different, like and he's not different in the way that is like frustrating and underpowered he's different in a way that is going to be a lot of fun for a lot of people, I think.
0: It adds an additional element to the game that wasn't really there before.
4: Yeah, I think um, my only complaint with him is that he also he has the little rag skin, which is adorable. But my complaint is that his base skin, his master skin, and his little rag skin have orange, red, and yellow color variants, and they're really hard to tell apart. Like, even... When you're not in the midst of combat. And I kind of wish they had gone for uh, like fell rag or purple rag or blue rag or something like just embrace. I bet you
0: will see something like that in the future. I,
4: no, I really hope we do. And someone on Twitter suggested like a Shaw skin for rag, which.
0: <gasps> oh my God. That would be so cool.
4: Please make that happen. Or I would love On. Why not Thunder Thundered, on. Thunder like, on. Yeah. Just that's my one complaint about him is that his like color variations aren't. Uh, they're nothing to you know be too excited about, but other than that, he is an awesome hero, and I cannot wait for him to come out.
0: Just give him skins that make him look like the other elemental lords. That would be pretty yeah. fun. Except maybe,
3: maybe not. Um. Oh God, I can't remember her name, but she lives underground. Tharazane.
0: Tharazane. Maybe, maybe not, not th- Therazane? Maybe, maybe not Therazane. That That'd be a little weird.
4: Someone said Christmas tree rag in chat. <laughs> 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 giant tree taking over bases.
0: Swings a giant trunk there's, around. There's a
4: lot of things you could do, and I hope they fully embrace it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
3: All right, well, I guess at this point, the uh, last thing to really bring up, unless one of you guys knows something that recently happened since I have I do,
0: actually. Mean Streets of Gadgetzan yeah, came out Street. last week. All right, so I know nothing that. about it. Mean Streets of Gadgetzan came out last week. Is that all we got for it because Alex isn't here? Um, well, yeah, because I don't really play Hearthstone <laughs> all that much. Um, I believe we talked about this last week where I said, you know, yeah. the only reason, I, the only time I play Hearthstone is when I'm just like looking to mess around with the card game a little bit. But yeah, it uh, came out last week on the 1st of December and it seems to be pretty, going pretty well.
4: I think they're doing something where they're tracking the different. They families, are. Which
0: they're tracking the different families, cool. and, and they're tweeting it on Twitter. Like they have a graph going on where they're talking about what's going on with it. So I, I, that's pretty cool too. I'm like, okay, yeah, this is this is pretty neat. Um, so yeah, if you want to pick up Mean Streets of Gadgetzan, it's out. You can get it now. Probably should. Sounds like it's a lot of fun. All right. Uh, so last up, I'm just
3: gonna mention this really fast that. Legion's PTR has now got more from 7.1.5 on it. One of the things I noticed when going through the notes was that they've made some changes, and they're making more changes. Literally, um, I think Mitch found this out. They're making changes like on the fly, even like they've they've done class balance changes as recently as like two days ago um there's new nighthold stuff like new items and so forth from nighthold have been data mined with with different stats and different eye levels than they originally had so stuff is still progressing um i we're on track for 7.1.5 after december like i would not be surprised to see it in january based on the changes i've seen most recently it feels like
0: they're starting to
4: yeah, I originally thought it would be mid December, um, but they're still doing a lot of class changes, and it sounds like they don't have stuff nailed down how they kind of want to. I'm
0: going to guess um, either January. Th- Oops, go back. I'm looking at my calendar here. That's not the right one. Let's I wouldn't see. expect it before the 3rd. I was going to say January 3rd or January 10th. Probably
4: not the 3rd. Blizzard's still going to be. You know, yeah, because like, they
0: have the days they they have like Christmas off, and then they also have New Year's off. So that would be like right back from the holiday. I'd say probably like the seventeenth would be a good yeah. day.
3: Seventeenth feels like a safe time to say. Yeah. so I agree with you on that one. Yeah, it definitely feels like they're they're at the point where they they're the light is at the end of the tunnel. But as Nich said, they're still making class changes and corrections. Right um, after I well. publish articles. Well, that's what you have to do is publish an article. So they'll immediately post yeah, would, yeah, yeah. it.
0: If you need yep. something to happen, just make an article <laughs> and then yeah, it'll that, happen right after you've published it right. right after, right after. But at this point,
3: um, we're going to do what we usually do, which is to do emails. Um, uh, as is the case, if you've got an email for us, please send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com. Um, we like emails on pretty much any topic, any game, whatever you want to talk about. Uh, if you can keep them short, uh, One of you kept it real short this week, uh, but if you can keep it short, that's good. Um, We we do try to get to whatever we can, but sometimes they're very long and we have to summarize. And it's useful when they're not. Uh, As is usually the case, Anne's going to read them for us, so if you could take over, Anne.
0: Okay, so this first one is from Shu Zhang, I think I pronounced that right, at Dathramar. Um, It says, Brewmasters, all we get is a PSA. Discuss.
3: I don't know what you mean
0: neither do i because i don't play brewmaster yeah at all. i was going
4: to, i was going to try to look this up real quick
0: um i, I don't
3: know what yeah. you mean by a psa even man
0: public service like, announcement
3: yeah like, did, did someone like you know brewmasters you drink too much don't drink so much brewmasters message brought to you by other classes like i, I don't know what you mean by that
0: yeah i mean we appreciate the brevity but we're going to need a little more than that <laughs> so uh if you want to send us an email that clarifies a little bit more that'd be great um as far as brewmasters go, I'm not familiar with that class. I don't play a monk, so I haven't really got anything to say on it other than monks are cool. Um,
3: yeah, I, I, I do play a monk, but I haven't gotten to it in a little while. So, yeah. Do you tank sure. on your monk? Oh, I did. You remember. Okay. But I haven't, like, really
0: gotten past, like, level seven. Oh, yeah. On. That was your live stream character for a while. Yeah. It, was just,
3: it was too easy. I just couldn't handle Keg. it. Keg. Keg. Keg everything. Keg, Keg everything. All right. I'm much happier Um, with Death Knight. Maybe maybe that's a PSA for you. Switch to Death Knight.
0: Oh, okay. TechTotum says in the chat channel, it's with the devs only responding to brewmaster concerns by saying that they're good, but the community won't try them.
3: Oh. Well, you uh. should try them. I felt like... Here's the thing is, I feel like... Brewmaster That's right, there was something
0: in the place. last Q&A. There was something in the last Q&A where they were talking about... I remember they were talking about brewmasters and they were talking about how brewmasters actually perform well, but people won't take them in groups or anything like that because they won't give them the chance to show that they can play well. So there was like... Um.
4: um speaking of which, mm-hmm. there's a Q&A tomorrow. There is. There is a tomorrow
0: theres theres a and a tomorrow at, I want to say, 12 PST? Noon PST? Noon PST? noon pacific Where? i believe anyway um but yeah it's oh, like there's 10 a.m pacific is it 10 a.m pacific okay 10 yeah. 10 pacific so noon sight time that's what i'm thinking um anyway yeah it's they they think that like the general perception of brewmaster seems to be that brewmasters are not very good but they are they're like really good they're they're really good I mean, does it look like they're good? Probably not as much, just because the mechanic and how they play makes them look like they're constantly on the verge of death, but they're not,
3: you know? Yeah, I won't, you know, I, I'm not going to sit here and, and say that I agree with Blizzard on Brewmasters one way or the other. I've been in the class that the Brew- Blizzard has told us, you're fine. And we've said, no, we're not. I've been that guy lots of times. So it's very possible that Brewmasters aren't good. I don't know. Uh, but since i haven't gotten my brewmaster to level 110 i can't really tell you it's it's one of those things i just i i hope you get more like i i would definitely say do hit that q and a up if you can um ask some questions if it's not too late they probably already got their questions for it like i don't know well, how they're doing it this one.
0: They'll, they'll still take them you could probably still um you can submit them on the forum thread or you can use the hashtag what is it legion qa legion qa use hashtag legion qa on twitter to submit a question that way if you have something like a specific concern about brewmasters but i mean i i know some people who have played brewmasters and they don't seem to be discontent at all with the class like they seem to be okay with it so i don't i don't yeah without any kind of clarification i really i really don't know what to tell you I'm going to say this, if
3: you have concerns about your class's performance, it's always best to get really specific with them. Yeah. Um, for, again, from my experience with Warriors, don't just say, hey, Fury feels weak. Say, Colossus Smash uses up a lot of our time. We're very dependent on the uh, you know, the debuff. What can you do about that? They, stuff like that they'll look at.
4: There's will... a, a good example of this. Um shadow priest feedback like not to you know come back to my own class but there is a someone outlined like seven different things and it was detailed it was specific it wasn't just complaining it was actually this is what's happening you know this is why you made it but this is why it's not going to work or why it feels clunky
0: they need the constructive criticism is what they need
4: lore went back and he responded to all seven points in pretty decent detail and uh, even if i don't 100 percent agree with everything they're doing it's it's the kind of communication that i like to see and it's the it's, kind of communication from the players that blizzard wants to see as well
3: if you feel like you know your class isn't getting the attention it needs it really does help to, to give them specifics and to be like you know as as detailed as possible not again detailed as possible isn't an a torrent of invective It's not, you know, insulting them, you know, telling them their mothers should have never been born or anything like that. It's straight up. This is the problem I'm having. This is like I'm going to make up a problem just to give you the idea. Like it's like imagine saying I I, I can't build up enough of enough chi to use keg smash properly. I can't get I can't keep myself my rotation going. That kind of thing is useful. It's not useful to just say, "Well, I feel weak," but to tell them, "I feel weak because I can't get my rotation to work. I can't get my rotation to work because I can't gather the proper resources." That kind of stuff is useful. So, if you want to hit that up that Q and A tomorrow,
0: yeah, yeah, that gives them something to look at directly. Because if you give them kind of a vague statement, well, that could be anything, and they don't they don't know what you're talking about really. You need to like pinpoint and with like some degree of accuracy like point out exactly what it is that you're feeling and that gives them something that they can actually like focus on and look at um yeah, and if,
4: you're, if you're not sure what kind of stuff we're referring to go go look at the shadow priest yeah. because it it outlines perfectly how you should you know yeah. convey your feedback
0: and if you want to you know give us some more clarification there's shu shang Shu Zhang? I think I'm pronouncing that right. I'm not sure. Anyway, if you want to give us some more clarification, please feel free to email us again. We will we will gladly address this a second time next week. Well, I won't be here, but everybody else will. So <laughs> <laughs> She can make any promises she wants. She won't be- I can make any promises I want. I won't be here. No. Um, okay, so the next email is from Bomboso from Jaden who says, Hello, Watchers! While leveling my shaman, I noticed elementals scattered throughout the Broken Isles needing help and giving me artifact power when I help. Although, on my mage and warrior, I haven't noticed these elementals needing help, which makes me think that they only show up for the shaman. Are there other little class-specific side quests scattered throughout the Broken Isles? If so, what are some you've experienced? Thanks, Bomboso! Um, I'm going to jump in real quick and point out right off the bat, if you are a druid and you have the size of a loon, there are fear morgan all over the place and if you go up to them you can turn them back into people it's pretty cool and they'll give you artifact power
3: <laughs> yeah i don't think warriors have anything like that specifically i mean there is a, some cool stuff but it isn't that um not that we really i ended up feeling like i needed it or anything like that uh I, I haven't played my shaman that much yet so i haven't got a chance to do that uh paladins if you have truth guard on a paladin you can expose demons there are demons in various places. That throughout. helps so much. In Dalaran, too. In Court of, Stars. In Court of de- Stars, mythic. Yeah, there's demons all over the place, and you can use Truth Guard to expose them. Uh, that's just one example of like a specific class. In this um, case, a spec thing.
4: Yeah, people watching on the stream right now will see I'm in the post-Emerald Nightmare area, and there's this flower here. I click on it, and my dagger says something really cool. Um, no one else can click on this flower. No one else knows why it's here shadow priest get that and that's in addition to all the other things that the dagger does say uh while you know just out and about in uh legion content
0: i know with my rogue um the daggers that i have i have the king slayers and when i'm wandering around occasionally i will run into an npc who says hey wow those are mega scary can i look at those for a second and if you hand them over and let them look at them then they will hand them back and say hey wow those were really cool and they are terrible awful horrible blades yeah, fire,
4: fire here
0: have some artifact too. power
4: <laughs> um on the note of other people seeing them they may have changed it because this was really annoying a while back um i ran into one of those elementals in stormheim and i was in a party with the shaman friend and it said hey you should you know there's something about this you should maybe find a shaman and see if they can talk to it and i was like oh cool i'm gonna unlock something shaman friend finds it gets the rewards gets to see everything that happens and i get nothing so it wasn't like hey find a shaman and it was on the, the yeah
0: stuff. it was on the live stream too um, there I was yeah there was we a, were doing like beta streaming i found them on the beta stream and yeah. because i was in a group with other people the other people could attack the elemental if i wasn't in the group um i don't think anybody would be able to see it like you see where the shrines are at, but there's nothing there. If you're on a shaman, there's actually something there. It's like a little rumbling of earth and you can talk to it. But yeah, it's just like, it's just to give you some more artifact power is all. Um, yeah. There I are various each class has like just different stuff that does that. Yeah.
3: I, I don't, I can't recall anything particularly warrior that's like that. But, you know, it could just be that you I, didn't I don't
0: have any it. NPCs talking to you or anything.
3: Nothing like that. Um yeah. I, d- I did have like this, you know, my two-handed sword made trolls freak out, but that oh, that's the same same thing. Oh, that's
0: your special. That's your special class thing. Yeah. Is you make trolls freak out.
4: <laughs> Odin kills shadow priests if they piss him off. Really? Yeah, if you um if you finish Halls of Valor, it doesn't happen all the time, but your dagger will be like, "Odin something something something, you should ask him about Thorim."
0: Uh, <laughs> and
4: and you ask him about it and he's like what the heck how dare you and he kills you it's it's great
0: (laughs) oh my gosh your dagger is really rude what a rude rude dagger okay so um yeah bomozo i think every class has like a little special something what that is it varies by class to class so i don't know the other cool thing about rogues is they can like get to their class hole by going through secret passageways throughout Dalaran. it's kind of neat Oh, yeah. That's okay. Awesome. Uh, next email does not have a name on it, but it says, Hi, guys. I'll cut to the chase. Seeing as Blizzard went through all the trouble to retcon Gromash back into the story last expansion, what are the chances of him being pulled into our timeline and helmed as the Warchief down the line? I feel like Warlords is setting him up for this very moment as I don't think Sylvanas will last very long as Warchief. Yeah.
4: Okay. I, I have... I thought about this one.
0: Alright, you, you go ahead, Mitch.
4: I feel like maybe Blizzard had that idea in mind um, when they were developing Warlords. And maybe that's why gromash like kind of appeared in that redemption-ish light at the end of Hellfire. Um, but honestly, I think whatever story beats they had planned for Warlords, they sort of outside of Gul'dan, they sort of cut them all out and said, Nope, we're not looking back at that. It's Legion and onward. Um, so I think maybe at one point there may have been a plan for that, but I don't think they're going to do that now. I think Blizzard, almost as much as players, kind of wants to forget Warlords. That's my Uh, take.
0: Okay, Rossi, come on. You got more than that.
3: No, I just, uh, Grommash. I, you know, I don't know if Blizzard, like, we've we've talked about it before, that Warlords just changes. Like, you get to level 100, you're feeling pretty good about yourself, you like, the story's good having a good time. It was like, that's a heck of a leveling experience. And then like, I don't know what happens. It's like, you know, halfway through the first fight in high mall and you realize, wait, I'm, I'm going to kill one of the warlords right in the first fight of the first raid. Wait, I've already killed like one of the warlords in a dungeon. What's going on. And just from there, like the, the story careens around, like, like some people, like people were fighting for the steering wheel in a, in a car that is now not being driven by anybody. And I I just every time I think about it, I get this sense of like, you know, it really does feel like at some point they just decided, no, nah, no, forget it. We're just going to have everything go fell at the end. And I don't know. It's one of the things I was most afraid of about Legion was Legion was just going to be more of like Hellfire Citadel. And thank God I was wrong. But the idea of Grommash coming back and being Warchief, it's like, first off, we already know what a Hellscream would be like as Warchief. We've had that experience I don't feel like I need break into Hellscreen Boogaloo. If,
4: if anybody is coming back to our reality, it's Irel. Urel, whatever how you. I don't want it. her as war chief. <laughs> either. Yeah, I, I don't want her as war chief. I just if someone's <laughs> coming from Warlords of Draenor, it's her.
3: Yeah, I just I don't know. I think I feel like you know if we're going to Argus in seven point three, I feel like the idea of those guys coming back into the story is extremely remote. Like I don't I don't think it's likely to happen. I'm not saying Sylvanas will stay war chief. It's quite possible Sylvanas will, like, you know... Here's the thing, Sylvanas is, is, is pretty freaking do And I don't, I'm not trying to argue that she isn't. She's also extremely cunning. She knows that her being the overall in-charge leader of the Horde gives her some advantages, but it also paints a really big bullseye on her. Not just from the Alliance, but also from other members of the Horde who are going to be watching her very carefully. She doesn't necessarily want the job. She took it because she was probably the best for it. She was the most experienced battlefield commander they had. But in terms of actually being war chief, she's not really tremendously big on it. And I wouldn't be surprised if she voluntarily stepped down after the crisis was somewhat over.
0: See, I,
4: I, you know. I viewed it differently. After her
0: was wrought,
4: I view it as she realizes this is one of the highest positions of power she'll have, and she can use her cunning to kind of still, you know, complete her work in the shadows, so to speak. Um, and if anyone questions her, she's the war chief.
3: Except like, that it's already we've already seen that if anyone questions her, saying "I'm the war chief" does not work because she's got the example of what happened to Garrosh El in front of her.
4: Yeah, but like I think she's smart enough not to just be upfront and in your face about it the way Garrosh was i think she's
3: already upfront in her in your face about it in a completely different way we've already seen this um Sylvanas is straight up she's got plans that she doesn't want to involve the horde in the entirety of what we see her do in Stormheim is Sylvanas showing us yeah i've got my own deal my own agenda and i don't want you to know anything about it even if you're forsaken she straight up doesn't even if you're playing a forsaken she still tells you nothing
4: yeah, but I I, I, don't, I don't know. know. I, I think just
0: played through that. I just played through that the other day. I took my rogue through there, and she said that in order for the horde or the Forsaken to properly continue assisting the horde, they need to be be able to perpetuate themselves, and that's why she's working on what she's working on. Like that's the most explanation that she gave me. But it was enough where I was like, oh, okay, I guess I can kind of see your point. And and see
4: that's that's what I'm talking about being cunning. In my view, even if that's her, like if she's pseudo lying about that because she wants her own, you know, she wants she has her own plans. It it's a smart enough thing to say because it it is technically true, and she is in the sort of position where it, it's less likely to be, you know, if she weren't war chief and she was telling this to another war chief like she did to Garrosh, she might have someone question her more. So, but now that she's war chief and she's saying this thing that you know technically supports the horde it's less likely to be questioned and i think she i i can see her using this position of power as something to fulfill her plans um without as much interference while still being smart about it but but I think way, it's just to e- see where it goes anyways
3: either way i don't think ramash Hellscream is going to
0: be showing up and becoming war chief for the horde anytime soon
2: part
4: of I
0: me still wonders if that story how how that story would have been different if we had done legion first like, if Garrosh had disappeared, gone through the time portal, and then all of a sudden, uh-oh, wow, the Broken Isles have exploded. What's going on here? And over the course of it, you uncover that it's Gul'dan, but it's this different Gul'dan from some place we've never been. And at the end of Legion, we have to go to Draenor to, like, p- put an end to him, like, stop him entirely. And I'm wondering, would that story have played differently, and would we have been looking at the warlords in a different kind of light at the end of it all?
3: Hard to say, because they didn't have Warlord, the Legion ready when they did Warlords, so...
0: Right. Yeah.
3: yeah,
4: And, I mean, Warlords was originally going to... Well, not originally, but at one point, they considered having Garrosh bring together, like, the mongrel races of Azeroth, not even go to Draenor.
0: I know, which is really weird. Yeah. <laughs> that was a weird idea. It could have been interesting, but it was a weird idea. Yeah. Before
3: that, they had the idea of, you know, they even said, you know, well, what if he goes back to Draenor and raises them all from the dead? It's like, <laughs> what? You know, so, so there was a lot... Uh, Warlords definitely had its planning stages.
0: Okay. Well, our next email is from Under who says, Good morning, Watchers. It's 3 a.m., and I have a question. Well, it's not 3 a.m. here, so we can answer it, hopefully. Um, He says, What if Sargeras changed his mind? Even if he does purge everything and starts over, the Void Lords won't stop sending out more Old Gods. So maybe Sargeras is trying to recruit Azeroth and or us to go fight the void lords and purge later i have no evidence other than it was the lich king's plan too. find the best enslave the rest and two titans are better than one if sargeras is in charge of course there could be all new titans he's recruited to serve him perhaps fell beings are resistant to void transmutation is that even a thing or undead soldiers are stronger than living ones in sargeras's opinion and sargeras knows best maybe sucking planets into the nether protects them from the void lords enjoy i'm back to bed Alexander. Rossi, what do you think?
3: Uh, I don't... I think we've pretty much established that sucking planets into the nether doesn't protect them from the Void because we've got Dementius, uh, who shows up on Outland when you're uh, doing, you know, the Burning Crusade, and that dude's... He's actually eaten whole planets with Void power. He's, he destroyed Karash, the uh, ethereal homeworld. That dude's Voidy, Void, 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 Void. He, he is super Voidy. He is totally into the Void, and he's got no problem wrecking stuff on outland so yeah nether doesn't protect you from the void in the slightest uh as far as void transmutation is concerned uh we kind of do see that i mean if you look at shadow priests they can kind of go like super saiyan with void and then they sort of die so it's it's got its limitations uh the the that's
4: that's only if we go super saiyan 4 we can still go super saiyan and you know go back to regular saiyan
3: but they they do they do seem to be a certain amount of void transmutation, so to speak. You'll notice, um, and we haven't heard anything about him since, but there's a boss in Hellfire Citadel yeah. who is equal parts void and fell.
4: Yeah, someone just mentioned that in the chat. I was gonna bring that up. Zolharak. Zol- doesn't seem
3: like void and fell are antagonistic in that way. Or they might still be antagonistic in that way, but but Garage not Garage Gul'dan was determined to at least play with it.
0: Fun really? story. I'm actually um Working on Know Your Lore. I was working on it right before the show, and I'm still working on it right now. But um, I'm going into the different magic schools of Warcraft and how they interact and play with each other. And I do discuss this whole Fell and Shadow thing. I just finished writing about it before we started doing the show. So um, look for that on Friday.
3: And you talk about it now.
0: Well, I mean, I guess I could. I don't know. I'm going to write about it on Friday. So. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, right, like basically, what I'm saying
0: is. under says, all "Yay!" Stuff- by the way, I'm a girl. Sorry.
4: <laughs> <laughs> a very tired
0: girl. Sorry, Althunder, Didn't realize. Either, either way, though, if we're going to look at the central
3: question of whether or not Sargeras changed his mind, the thing is, is it doesn't seem like Sargeras's mind was ever making its decisions in a rational way. Like he, no, he's not. He's not sitting down and going, "Hmm, what would be the most effective way to fight the Void Lords?" He's, he's raving. Very reactive. He's kind of raving crackers at this point. Yeah. He saw some. He saw something that he should not have been. He saw a Titan that was going to awaken as a void monstrosity and he had only so much time to act and he chose to to, to take up arms and slay one of his own people rather than let it rise as one of those things. Then he went back to, to the rest of the Pantheon and was like, we have to, you know, we got to get to get, we got to figure out how to stop this. This is insane. And they're like, wow, that was horrible what you did. And he's like, you're not listening to me. And you're like, well, how could you do that? And you're like, could you focus up on the part where it's like I had to do it, and now we need to worry about everything else in the universe? There always has to be another option. All right, I'm done. And you know, from that moment, he basically made a decision that you know I was right to do what I did, and I'll and I'll listen to nothing else. So when they came to him and said, look, no, we've, you know, you've created this legion. It's horrible, but we've totally found this Titan Azeroth that can totally stop this. And he's like, you found another Titan with void corruption and you're trying to make it wake up. Is that what I'm hearing? And he basically at that moment he decided, I'm going to have to kill you. And he did it. Well, I need to make that not happen. And oh. then there's also a weird thing, and I I don't remember exactly where it comes from, but there's also a weird thing about, I think it's, it's actually like the Scepter of Sargeras mentions it. Sargeras is kind of like crazy obsessed about Azeroth now.
0: He looked into the eye of Azeroth and it looked back at him.
3: And then he fell in love.
0: Yeah, or or whatever. I mean, I don't know. It's a love story.
3: I don't know how this is all going to work out. But at any rate, yeah, Sargeras is not sane. So the idea that he changed his mind and is trying to recruit us, that might be reasonable to do. And I don't think Sargeras is very big on reasonable.
4: See, I, one, I'm not a fan. Like, Blizzard kind of does the bad guy turned good or good guy turned bad thing a decent amount. So I wouldn't really want him to take that turn, even if it's likely. But more so, especially being a shadow priest and listening to the dagger talk all the time, I feel like the old gods would be more likely to the one more likely to be the ones who are like, All right, I mean Azeroth is fighting all these fell people, let's just kinda, you know, sit back and then strike when whoever wins is weakest. Um that's, they
0: seem... that's the thing, is what people tend to forget, and probably because it was only brought up in Chronicle, so it's 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 relatively new information as far as that goes. Sargeras is working directly against the void. We just happen to be people that are in the way of him doing that Um, And and he believes that the best way to Stop the void from doing what it's planning on doing is by is to destroy the universe So that's why he's doing his thing Um, Meanwhile, yeah, of course the old gods and the void lords and the void itself isn't content to just sort of sit back And let Sargeras beat his head against Azeroth. Because we're the ones with the best chance of defeating him. And once he's out of the picture, cool. The Void is, like, clear to go on and do whatever the heck it wants to do. Consume the universe? I don't know. Um,
3: Another way to look at this might be the real simple one. Um, The enemy of your enemy isn't always your friend. It is, however, always your enemy's enemy. Yeah. So you don't need to extend yourself to help them in any way. But it isn't a bad idea to let, you know... Look at like the fact that Mitch keeps talking about the Shadow Priest dagger. The Shadow Priest dagger is effectively like a like a Shithraxi monstrosity in knife form. Yeah. You're carrying
0: around a piece of old God servitor and it's totally giving you helpful hints. And you know why it's giving you helpful hints? Because if you get rid of Sargeras, then that's one less thing that they have to fight.
4: And and there are so many points and I really want to gather up all the quotes at some point. But yeah. like where the, the dagger is like this city is awesome, but it pales in comparison to, you know, the black, the sleeping city or city of Nihalotha. And there are all these things where the dagger says, like, yeah, you keep doing what you're doing. These guys are actually kind of nothing.
0: Yeah. Like,
4: like, the real threat looms. And that, especially that quote that I, you know, showed on the stream earlier from the end of Emerald Nightmare basically says, like, yeah, uh, this is the beginning. This isn't the real threat, etc. Like, yeah, so I, I mean, it's smart of the Void Lords to just kind of sit back and let us take out, let one of their enemies take out the other enemy. As
0: far as as far as the whole schools of magic thing go, um, I think that the Burning Legion obviously they are f- consumed with fel magic. That's that's like the backbone of the Burning Legion is fel magic. They've embraced it. Um, I feel like the Burning Legion uses shadow. In the same way that warlocks use fel, um, warlocks on Azeroth are using fel magic. They're basically using using the Legion's tools against against the Legion. That's that's kind of like why they decided to start doing what they were doing. Um, not not the warlocks like the the Shadow Council warlocks. I'm talking about like the warlocks of Azeroth, the heroes that we are playing in game. Um, they have embraced this whole fel thing, and they've kind of talked it off anyway as we're just going to use these magics against we're going to we're going to use these magics we're going to understand these magics and once we understand these magics we could turn around and use it on the burning legion and get rid of the burning legion and meanwhile coincidentally it's also highly addictive and we really really like it so we're just going to keep using it right i feel like the burning legion looked at the void its greatest enemy and said what can we use from this? What can we turn? If we can, if we can harness some of this, can we turn it around and use it against the void? Um, and their way of using it against the void is using it to helpfully help them destroy a bunch of planets and things like that, which is why they've got void walkers, which is why they use shadow magic every now and again. Well, plus there's,
3: there's at least one group of demons that actually very much likes the void and void magic.
0: Yeah. That's the, uh, the Nathraism. Yeah. The Nathraism. And those, those they guys think it's are great. <laughs> they liked Void so
3: much that, you know, back before the Legion existed, Sargeras discovered the Nathroesim's existence when he discovered the planet completely infested with Void Lords, yeah. you know, with with all gods. It was seething with Void energy. That's He found it, and that's where he found the Nathrezim. And this is when that, he started to crack, because he started torturing them immediately. Yeah. Like, that's the first thing he did was torture them for information. So Sargeras already was starting to lose it. Right, you know, way, way back, because this was like that's that terrifying to him. I don't think he's rational about how to fight it. I don't, certainly, don't think he fears us or respects us enough to think we could help him stop the Void Lords. The only thing, the only way we can help him is with a clean death. Ours. <laughs> <laughs> like you know that seriously. We, seriously, we're bugs, and as soon as we get on with being dead bugs, the better, as far as he's concerned.
0: I'm just reminded of Arthas. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's
3: why. I, that's why I said it's it. Like I mean, clean death. On. Okay I, it's like my my wife the other day was like you know can you help me move the couch and I was like honey I'm sorry I can only help you with the clean death <laughs> he's like, you know, you can get over here and help move the couch. You'll have a clean death. I'm like, yeah,
0: here I go, man. Okay, so we've got one more email here. Let's go ahead and address that real quick before we wrap up the show. Um, this one is from Velcron, an orc death knight from Worm Accord. Shout out to Worm Accord. I have alts there, too. Who says, hello, watchers. Quick question about the Argent Crusade post-Broken Shore. Considering that a large portion of their forces were decimated at the Broken Shore, along with the tragic death of Tyrion Fordring, do you think the Crusade as a faction is finished, or could they reform under a new leader in a few Expansion. I know that there's a few crusaders in the Paladin and Priest Order halls, but I'd like to see more of the other members that aren't in those classes, like Leonid Bartholomew or Corfax. Corfax? I think that Maxwell Terrosis Tira- Is that how you pronounce Tirosas, it? Yes, Tirosas. Maxwell Terosis would be a good choice to lead since he led the Argent Dawn in Vanilla. What are your thoughts, Felcron? Um, Corfax could run anything, anywhere. He is, he's a beast that will not die. <laughs>
4: He can only help you with the clean death. <laughs> he
0: can only help you with the
3: clean death. And he's death. really helpful.
0: And he's super <laughs> mad. He's just super mad
3: all the time. Forsak is extremely helpful with the clean death. That guy will give you a clean death anywhere you happen to be on the map. Just running around.
4: Um, <laughs> before you give your answer from an uninformed perspective, what exactly is the point of the Urgent Crusade at this point?
3: Well, it's not like the Scourge or the Forsaken are gone. And in fact, uh if you've played to the end of the Death Knight um, Quest, you know, class I order. I mean, There's a an action that is taken that would definitely get the Argent Crusade to start taking stuff seriously again. Basically the the thing is that the Argent Crusade is effectively kind of welded to the Paladin Order. Like the Knights they of the Sea and there's a lot of interlap between the two groups. For one thing, the the Paladin class order hall is the big headquarters of the of the Argent Crusade. Yeah. It's that the Light's Hope. It's right there. It's in Light's Hope.
0: And I mean the Argent Crusade. It was the order. This it was the remnants of the order of the Silver Hand and the Argent Dawn. They came together. They formed the Argent Crusade, and it was specifically to fight the Lich King. And once all of that was over with, what did they do? They went back to the Plaguelands because they're trying to purify the Plaguelands. They're trying to get rid of the remaining Scourge taint that's out there, and make everything clean again and nice again and not undeadified.
3: That's yeah, with, what they're
0: doing. With um, the
3: arrival of the Legion basically you have a situation where. Whatever you call the order, you call it the, the Knights of the Silver Hand, which I believe is what it's being called. And it's made up of various other subgroups, like the, uh, the Blood Knights and the Sunwalkers and the Vindicators. Uh, pretty much, you call it the Knights of the Silver Hand or the Argent Dawn or the Argent Crusade. It's all basically the same thing.
0: It's Yeah, what they did was the Argent Crusade, they heard that this whole Burning Legion thing was going down on the Broken Shore. And they sent a contingent out there. Tyrion, obviously, he fell... Um, and then failed the paladin, the well, and the paladin player kind of assumed that whole position of High Lord, correct? Yeah, he, he is, that's literally their title. Right, if and then after you're... that, after that, they decided, let's just go ahead and reform the Order of the Silver Hand. So the Argent Crusade is in this nebulous space where it doesn't really exist anymore? Yeah, it's sort of
3: like, it's actually kind of funny because it's the exact same thing that happened before, right? but in reverse, yeah. Like before, the the Knights of the Silver Hand and the Argent Dawn came together and were basically absorbed into each other and became the Argent Crusade. The Argent Dawn itself was essentially a group of paladins and other like-minded people that broke off from the uh, the Scarlet Crusade.
0: Yeah, because the Scarlet Crusade was like, hey, we need to get rid of the undead, and they got really, really into that whole getting rid of the un- like. They went a little overboard, and they went so far overboard that there were groups that were like, hey. You guys are getting a little too intense with this whole thing. Like the part where you go to a village and you see somebody cough and you decide they have a plague and you just kill them. (laughs) We don't really agree with that. So they kind of split off and they formed that splinter group that was the Argent Dawn. And they were doing the same thing. They were combating the undead. They were combating the Scourge. But they were doing so rationally. They dialed back the crazy. They dialed back the crazy a lot. They cranked it way back. in the Scarlet I order Crusade, you purge this village. Right, well, the Scarlet Crusade, they kind of assumed that the Argent Dawn, since the Argent Dawn wasn't working with them, they were obviously tainted with the plague. <laughs> Which is why the Scarlet Crusade and the Argent Dawn were at odds, like, the entirety of Vanilla and, you know, throughout everything else. But, yeah, it, it was kind of interesting because we had, like, those two remnants came together. There was the splinter faction from the Scarlet Crusade, and then there was the like those little last remnants of the silver hand that came up and they formed the Argent Crusade. And now they're splitting apart again and the Except Argent the Dawn time. really isn't a thing anymore. Yeah. With, with the death of Tyrion and the
3: assumption of his title by the Paladin player, you basically have the, at least the Paladins of that group have been absorbed back into the Knights of the Silver Hand, which is now this big Paladin order guys yeah. like Corfax and Leonid Leonid Bartholomew, I mean, if they're still hanging around lights hope and calling themselves the Argent Dawn or the argent Crusade, no one's going to argue with them uh, because I'm pretty it's like sure
0: nobody's ever going to argue with Corfax about anything ever it's not twice, yeah <laughs>
3: <laughs> but yeah it, it's it is right now
0: they're basically it
3: feels wrong to say they're gone exactly, but they're certainly not an, they're not a force they're very
0: much I think we could chalk them up to as to like their fate is uncertain and leave it there because it just hasn't been defined. Nobody said anything about it. Nobody said, hey, here's where the Argent Dawn went or where the Argent Crusade went or anything else.
3: Yeah, yeah. I would agree because you really don't. All you know is that pretty much everything that they were doing got absorbed into the Paladin Order. And pretty much all of their big Paladin people went into the Paladin Order. Um, I mean, Tyro, you see Tyrosius a couple of times. He's in the, the Paladin Order Hall. So, yeah, if you're a Paladin, you're you're in there.
0: Yeah. Pretty much. All right. Well, that wraps us up for emails. Blizzard Watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at com slash blizzard watch and your continued support means that this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, a better chance at having your questions answered on our podcast for the queue and an ads free site experience.
3: Thanks a lot, Ian. Uh, first off, I just want to say thanks to everybody for listening to the podcast because like everyone said, it's my birthday tomorrow and it's been cool to be involved in the show as long as I have. Um, been doing it for a long time now, and yeah, thanks, thanks a lot. Uh, I I do like getting to do this every week. So
0: happy birthday in advance. Yeah, happy birthday in advance.
3: Uh, if you have an email for the show, uh, please send it to podcast at blizzawatch dot com. Like I said before, I uh, love to talk about pretty much anything. I'd love to get some Diablo questions in here. If you feel free to ask Diablo questions, I'm getting back into Diablo in a big way. So uh, you know, the Darkness of Tristram's coming. I really want to do that. So. Definitely ask us some Diablo questions. And uh, thank you guys very much for listening, and we will uh, be here next week.